want to make a podcast, Spotify has got a platform that lets you make one super easily, distribute it everywhere, and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&As and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I feel so supported in the creation and distribution of my show. Spotify for Podcasters hosts masterclasses, office hours, and more to help creators develop and fine-tune their skills. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to or back to the show. Thank you so much for clicking on this episode. You guys, I am so excited for you to listen to all the things that Kayla has to say in this episode. Kayla Rose is the host of Skinny Dipping, which is a podcast all about being a soul in progress. And she does a really good job of combining science and spirituality to really just kind of like make sense of a lot of tough topics. In this episode, we talk all things trusting your intuition, intrusive thoughts, creating meaningful true deep friendships. We talk about what it means to avoid yourself and what to do when you feel like you're avoiding yourself. We talk about manifestation and I honestly don't know how we packed so much into like a 30 to 40 minute episode but we did. We also recorded an episode for her podcast Skinny Dipping and in that episode we dive into just a lot of what's been going on in my life. She kind of turned it into like a really cool therapy session. I actually opened up about a lot of things that I don't think I'll ever open up about here on my show. So that is a skinny dipping exclusive and I'll leave that episode in the show notes as well. Kayla is such a light. She is wise beyond her years and after the time we clocked together and the depths of our conversation, it's safe to say that we have become very close friends. So without further ado, please welcome Kayla to 8020. Hey Kayla, welcome to the podcast. Lily, I'm literally so excited we've been waiting for this moment for so long and I'm so grateful to be on 8020 like are you kidding me I freaking love your podcast this has been such a long time coming I am so so excited that you're here we've tried to record this probably like I don't know five times and like I've shifted you've shifted we both have gone through like major life situations in the past like I don't know three four months I don't even know how long we've been talking but and I don't remember who dm'd who or like how we even like came to become friends but I'm so so grateful for you and so grateful that we can just like share this podcast space and we just recorded the most amazing episode on your podcast skinny dipping so go ahead and tell the 8020 listeners all about skinny dipping what you're about your show all all the good stuff. Yes, literally love it. So glad that we're finally doing this. We've both been kind of going through it, to be honest. And that's why it's been this like back and forth. And, you know, this really felt like the divine week. I feel like we're both ready to show up in new um, ways in our life and really step into this new shift and evolution that we both are experiencing. So it just feels very in alignment. Like both of us have gone through it and like not to say we're not going through it, but I don't know. It just feels like we're both a little bit more ready to step into this next chapter. So I love it. It's spring. We love we love spring. Best energy. Um, skinny dipping 
is my podcast. It's my baby. It's what I love most in this world. And maybe besides my boyfriend and dog, but <laughs> it's really what I love most in this world. And Skinny Dipping is basically, in summary, it's a podcast where we dive into topics around the mind, the body, and the soul in order to create actionable change in our lives. I definitely found that during my journey, things that came up with spirituality in particular uh, felt very theoretical. Like, how do I actually heal my mind, my body, my nervous system, my brain, my mental state? And I really got into learning about like neuroscience and the way that our brain has evolved and how society doesn't really match up to our evolutionary brain and how that affects our nervous system. And I really loved learning about the chemicals and the hormones in our bodies and the science behind it. And then kind of pairing that with intersectionality between mental health sciences and spirituality. And that's where I really have found my sweet spot in skinny dipping and on all my socials because I just love putting like the dots together, like just combining all the things and being like, okay, actionably though, like how do we use this information to transform our lives? I I just wanted to make like a chewable vitamin, like taking these complicated concepts that seem so big and so overwhelming that create this like analysis paralysis within us. Like we don't even want to start healing because it seems so overwhelming. And I absolutely love your show for that exact reason. Everything is so digestible and the way that you kind of weave in these facts, the sciences into tangible steps, like you said, is just the most beautiful thing. And so I'm so excited to get into all things manifestation and flowing in your feminine and masculine energies and just the many, many life cycles that we go through and just all things being a soul in progress. So let's go ahead and dive into all things manifestation. What is kind of your manifestation practice? What does this look like for you? Kind of take us through maybe how you bring manifestation into your day-to-day life. I feel like manifestation has become this very um, like token word kind of used on the internet and people don't necessarily... It's trendy. It's trendy. trendy. And I feel like there's this lack of understanding around it. I'm not going to sit here and be like, my way is the only way because I think that would be, you know, so closed minded, but this is what works for me. And I believe that there's a lot of misconceptions around manifestation, especially as someone who struggles like with anxiety and paranoia and intrusive thoughts. I think that is the hardest thing for people to wrap their head around when it comes to manifestation, because, you know, there's this like your thoughts create your reality, right? That's like the classic thing that everybody says about manifestation. And I really just don't believe that because your intrusive thoughts are not going to manifest. I don't know. Have you dealt with that at all? Like when people are like, oh, your thoughts create your reality. And you're like, but my thoughts are like, you don't want to get in there. Like you don't want to know what I'm thinking. I love that you just asked that because I was about to turn around and ask you the same exact question. It's incredible. To, if if every single one of – we have like what, like fifty to 80,000 thoughts a day, something crazy like that. If every single thought that I had – were to become a reality, I don't know what the world would even look like. Yeah, it's just so inaccurate. And I think it's actually such a negative thing that people have forced this narrative uh, around manifestation because it makes people turned off to taking control over their lives, which is really what manifestation is. I believe manifestation is really just aligning to what you want in life, like aligning to the vibration of what you want in life so that you can receive it. Think about like 
if you're listening to the radio and you know your favorite channel is 98.3 but then you drive like a couple hours away and you need to like slightly change the radio station in order to hear the channel it's the same thing with attracting in your manifestations you need to actually tune your vibration and just like your energy and your vibe to the manifestations same vibration and i know that seems like a little crazy to people. So I, I'm going to break it down in a second because I think that it's really helpful, but I just really want to start with like your intrusive thoughts aren't going to manifest. It really is just aligning to what you want and allowing yourself to be really open to what you want and then taking aligned action and creating momentum towards the reality that you want to create. Every single day, we are faced with so many choices. I don't think we like, like to even take accountability for how many choices we have in a day, but really from the moment you wake up, you have so many choices in your day. And that can be really scary and that can be really overwhelming. Or we can flip it and be like, holy shit, I have choice. I have choice over my life. And every choice that I make can move away or towards my manifestation. And I think it's really important to notice in your life, like, are you moving towards the things that you want in life? Like, are you moving towards joy and play and, and you know, whatever that idea of success is for you? Are you moving towards it or are you doing everything in your power to move away from pain? And that's where I would encourage people to start looking when they're starting to manifest something in their life. How are you moving towards who you want to create? rather than moving away from what you don't want. Because when you tell your mind, don't, 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 your mind doesn't understand that. The more that you say, don't do this. Like when you tell a little kid, like, don't touch that. All they wanna do is touch whatever you said to not touch, you know? It's so important to move towards what you want. And that really comes with breaking it down, making a game plan for yourself and taking the aligned action every single day towards the life that you want to create, the vibe of the life that you want to create, the financial well-being of the life that you want to create, um, the relationships, and like moving towards those every single day with the choices that you make. In your day-to-day -day life, what does manifestation look like? It's kind of like that crowding out aspect, like more, more of the good stuff, less of the bad stuff. And so what does that look like in your day-to-day -day life? How are you moving towards the things that you want in life? How are you moving towards your best self? I definitely think that, you know, going back to the lie, your thoughts manifest. I don't think your thoughts manifest. I feel like what happens is your, um, your vibration and your energy is going to, you know, create your outer reality. So it's not necessarily like these intrusive thoughts or any thoughts that are going to manifest like that bad thing you're thinking about, like that's not going to happen. Like, don't worry about that. But for example, like if you are really angry or upset and your vibe is just like really off that day, like you're going to have that person cut you off in traffic. You're going to get that email that maybe you don't want rather than trying to like move away from everything that we don't want. What I try to do is every single day, focus on the things that I know make my life better? What makes me feel better? Because when I can be in that space of joy and play and gratitude and grounding, that's when I can have an open channel to attract in everything I want. And what people think is that they need to avoid the bad vibes. That creates this very like 
toxically positive mindset that I fucking hate because I like grew up with that and I've had to unlearn that and relearn new ways of being. But you need to think about it like this. What you want, there's a road. Okay, there's a road that's in front of you and what you want is on that road. You're on the path, you're there, you're moving towards it every single day, but maybe roadblocks are gonna come up. And what are those roadblocks? Those roadblocks are going to be the limiting beliefs, the imposter syndromes, the shadow parts of yourselves that are coming up to be healed deeper. So when they come up, you can't just shoo them away because then you still have that blockage in between you and what you want. And what I've realized is when I want a manifestation, I need to actually do the shadow work and I need to confront those really difficult, sad in pain parts of myself. And when I acknowledge them and accept them and give them love and ask them, why are you the way you are? What from your past has made you feel like you need to have this limiting belief to protect yourself? When you begin to dive into those shadow places, they begin to clear. And like when we said in our episode that we just recorded, when you own it, it no longer owns you. It doesn't feel so heavy. So in order to get the manifestations, you actually have to do the shadow work to clear out the blockages between you and what you want. That's step one. And step two is creating the spaces daily that you get to like raise your vibration. So for me, meditation, movement, breath work, things like cold showers to reset your nervous system or sauning to detoxify your body and your mind, all these things that you can do can raise your vibration and allow you to become an open channel to receive. Cause it's not about going out and like really getting something. Obviously you need to, you know, take aligned action towards what you want to create, but it's also about being willing and being open to receiving and really working through those like shadow parts of yourself that don't think you're deserving enough to have the manifestation that you want. So when it comes to healing those parts because you can't be open to receive until you let go of the old shit. Mm -hmm. What are some of your best practices to initiate that healing journey? Yeah, I think uh, it really depends what kind of processor you are. People are external processors or they're internal processors. I myself, and you probably are too, are in an external processor. So coming on this mic literally is therapy for that reason. Like in our episode, we had a little therapy episode for sure for both Huge of us. Huge therapy episode. To go to therapy and to speak it out with somebody else who, you know, has the tools and the skills to help you move through it is so important. Therapy is a big one. And then also you can externally process through journaling or through art, through painting, through expressing your emotions in whatever way intuitively they want to come up. For me, like journaling is a big one. Like when I am avoiding journaling, I know that I am avoiding a big limiting belief, a big roadblock in my way. If I am resisting journaling, it's because what's on the other side is really fucking good. You can just like Google shadow work prompts or like I have a thing on my page. I'm not even going to promote that right now though, but like find questions that are difficult. Like if it's difficult, it's because what is underneath it is so juicy. Like, do you find that too? Like when you're resisting admitting something to yourself, it's going to be a breakthrough. Like breakdowns lead to breakthroughs. A hundred percent. I think every single time that I feel resistance in my life, it's because just like you said, what's on the other side is so much better than what I'm currently going through. And I think for me, like getting past the resistance is almost 
harder than like the answer that I'm going to find in the journal prompt. I'm the same way. Like I will not crack open the journal if I know that the answers are just going to like take me to places that I don't want to be. And then eventually you get to a point where like I have to just work through this. The answers are always so, so good. I think it really just comes down to bravery. And I am a strong believer that bravery is being scared and doing it anyway. And I learned this through skiing. I learned this through surfing at a later age. I grew up in Hawaii and yet I never learned how to surf. I was very scared of the waves, very scared of the ocean. And I didn't want to learn how to do it. Um, I mean, I did, but I was just really scared. And when I started during COVID as my little COVID project, teaching myself how to surf, I was so scared. I would have panic attacks. And I asked my friend who's like an amazing surfer. She surfed since she was like five years old. And I was like, how do you do it? Like, how do you surf these huge waves? I can't even surf this one foot wave. Like, I'm so scared. What do I do? And she's like, Kayla, like, I still get scared all the time. She's like surf since she was five years old. She's like, I get scared all the time. And in that moment, my life changed because I realized that everything that I had been doing that other people came to me like, oh, you're rebirthing the podcast on your own. Oh, you're dropping out of school to pursue photography, whatever it was that was really fucking scary that I was doing. I was still scared. And people would be like, how do you do that? And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm super scared, but I'm just scared and I'm doing it anyway. And that's what I realized bravery was. And it's the exact same thing with the inner work. It's not that I want to dive in. It's not like it sounds like a great time, but I know that it is a necessary part to my journey into the life that I want to create because the only way out is through. I guess there's just like no easy way to do it. It's literally hard. It's not easy all the time to do what you need to do that's best for yourself, but yet you do it anyway. And that is bravery. And I just like hold deep gratitude for myself. I'm like, damn, I'm whenever I have that hard conversation or I like just do something that's really emotionally scary. I just thank myself. I'm like, damn, I'm really proud of myself for being so brave because that was not fucking easy. I mean, you know, like literally the hard emotions are like, it's not fun. It's so not fun. The fun part is what comes after. There's not a single time where I worked on myself and been like, oh, I regret that. Like never, not once, not once was there a minute wasted. You know, I've never done a 10 minute meditation and been like, I just wasted 10 minutes. Never. Also, I've never had a breakdown that I've regretted. Like I've never, after a breakdown, I've never been like, ah, damn, I really wish I didn't go through that. So you talk a lot about your intuition. A big question that I always get asked is like, how do I trust myself? How do I know what's right for me? How do I know if this career is good for me? How do I know what I want to study in school? How do I know if I should even go to school? The answer is really easy to me, but I think it's rooted in listening to your intuition. So what does that look like for you? How do you know what your intuition even is? How do you listen to your intuition? I would say this is something I personally struggle with. So I'm not going to like sit here and pretend I have all the answers, especially like with dealing with anxiety my entire life. I think, you know, questioning myself and, and questioning what I know is right for me definitely comes into play. Something that I really like to do that kind of goes back to the science of things is giving my brain proof. I have figured it out before and it was really difficult then, but I did the right thing then. I made the right decision then. Therefore, I can trust myself now. So something that I'm doing when I'm really doubting myself is I'll go to my journal and I'll write down all the times in my past that I have made a hard decision and I've made the right one. 
Our brain loves proof. Our brain loves evidence because evidence and proof means that we can create predictability in our lives. And from a scientific perspective, our evolutionary brain's main purpose is to keep us safe. And I say this in the podcast a lot, like our ego's main purpose is to keep us safe. When we can go and we can look back at our times in our lives, like maybe we fucked up, maybe we didn't do the quote unquote right thing in the moment, but later down the line, it showed like, oh, I needed to learn that lesson or, you know, that person needed to not be in my life anymore, whatever it is for you, you see that, it was actually all working out for you. And it felt like a really big deal in the moment. And that's really valid. Like your feelings are so valid. If you can write down all the ways that, you know, you thought you fucked up before, you didn't trust yourself before, but in the long run, it actually it actually was meant to happen. You begin to develop that proof. The more you can create that evidence and proof that you can trust yourself, the stronger your intuition will become because that's all it really is. We are always getting intuitive downloads. We are always getting told things from the universe or God or or ourselves or inner being, whatever you believe in. And you just got to like tell yourself, like, I trust myself. Like, I am safe. Like, I have my own back. Like, I have my best interest in mind. And the more that you create that truth, the more that you will see it embodied in your life. Because you get these little ideas, right? And you talked a lot about intrusive thoughts. And so it's like, what's an intrusive thought versus what's your intuition? And I think it really just does take practice. And I totally agree. I've never regretted a decision that I've made. You know, at the time you're like, oh shit, like, you know, maybe I shouldn't have sent that text or you're in the moment and you just don't know what to say. And then you are in the shower later and you're like, oh, I should have said this instead. Those intrusive thoughts of like, I should have, I could have, I would have. It's hard to define what's the little chatter, the ego trying to keep you safe versus what's intuition. So I think for me, just kind of having like faith that this thought that I've downloaded is a good one. I talked about this back in the fall on my podcast, but I got this like little like notification, this ping, this download that was like, just be patient. And I think I'd even talked about this a little bit on on the episode that we just recorded together, but it was like, just be patient, just wait. And I was in this period of waiting and I feel like I'm still in a period of waiting, but it was comforting knowing that that thought probably didn't like come from me. You know, it's like if maybe, okay, maybe I'm like coming to a realization right now. Maybe we're just kind of like a little brainstorming session, but like maybe a thought is intuitive when you could have thought of it yourself but it just kind of feels like a different voice. I don't really have the exact answer, but something that does work for me is like, if something is obsessive and compulsive and a thought is just running your fucking head, like that person hates me, like they're talking shit about me. And if the thought won't leave you alone, that's not your intuition. The intuitive downloads will come in at the perfect time and they're gonna drop it and they're gonna hope you get it. And then they're gonna leave. You just get that one moment and you just know that you need to act on it where intrusive thoughts are always going to cause this inner anxiety within ourselves and intuitive thought and an intuitive download is going to feel like it's just dropped in and it's just there and it feels pretty calm. As you're talking about this more, I'm kind of picturing it as like two different people in your lives, like two different voices. We all have people in our lives that are more negative voices and people that are maybe more naggy and they're negative and they're always complaining or they're always asking for things and never really giving much in return. And then we also have other people in our lives that are kind of like the voice of reason. They're kind of like, I think you should do this. And you're like, oh, you you give really good advice. You give a good recommendation. And so those are kind of like the two people that I'm picturing that almost as like voices in our heads to some degree. 
the intuitive downloads will never feel intrusive. They're never going to feel like super overwhelming and they're not going to create such like a charged response within your emotions. I feel like they're going to feel more just like grounded and certain and, and peaceful. And if I'm having a really intrusive thought, I actually need to like tell my boyfriend, call a friend. Um, I just need to say like, hey, I'm really thinking this right now. Can you like let me know that this isn't real? I'm so glad that you mentioned phoning a friend because it's embarrassing to admit like, hey, I'm I'm really thinking this right now. This is ridiculous, but I'm thinking this. And I think finding people in your circle that you can be honest with and be like, hey, like bring me back down to earth right now. Like this isn't really happening, right? No, that's that's like crazy. Like you're like you're not crazy, but like that thought's kind of crazy. So how do you know what people in your circle you can trust with like this heavy of a of a um, of a load? I love this question because you can't trust everyone. And I've made the mistake of, of being an oversharer and then like trusting my heart with someone that can't support me in that moment and then just like the emptiness you feel when you try to like reach out to someone and they don't reach back to you is like pretty painful so I think it's really important to know who in your circle you can trust um and Brene Brown describes it in this really cool way in one of her books she talks about how her daughter like her little daughter in elementary school like told a friend a secret and then that friend like told everybody. She's like, okay, but like, you know, have you trusted that friend in the past? Like, have they proven to you that they're trustworthy? And they used it as this like example of jelly beans in a jar. Every single time that somebody, you know, shows up for you in a way that makes you feel seen and heard and, and like you can trust them, you know, you put little jelly beans in their jar and you know when you have you know, a friend that has so many jelly beans in, in your jar. And the daughter was like, oh, yeah, I guess that friend didn't have a lot of jelly beans in my, my jar. And I, I guess I shouldn't have really told them that. And it's really important to use your discernment to see, like, who has showed up for you before. You don't need a whole skew of people. Like, you don't need so – you just need, like, three people that you know have your back, that you know you can say anything to, that you know you can trust. Like, you don't – need to tell everybody it's just about having those couple people who are your main support system and I think especially like girlies with ADHD like me like we love to overshare and sometimes I have to like you know think literally just be aware be conscious and not tell everyone everything it's so painful when someone doesn't have the space for you and also if you do have a friend in your life who has a lot of jelly beans in your jar and you know that you can really trust them and you really feel like, you know, they're a good person for you. I also always recommend asking for space because maybe that friend can show up for you nine out of 10 times, but this is the one out of 10 time that they don't have the space for you because everyone is dealing with their own shit. So my best friend, Sydney, whenever I like you know, have a lot to like say to her and I really need someone to talk to, I'll always be like, do you have space for this right now? One of my favorite questions ever is, do you want advice or do you just want me to listen? And then my other favorite question is, do you have the capacity to deal with my shit right now too? Because so often, I mean, we're all going through shit all the time. And I had a friend recently who I was trying to reach out to because I was like, they always give great advice. Like, you know, I'm wondering if they can help me with the situation. And they were actually just going through a lot and they weren't really super like receptive to me wanting to talk to them. And it was nothing personal. They were just like busy with other stuff. And, you know, you never want to ask someone to carry your baggage for you. 
but they can't help you even load it onto the luggage cart because they're they're dealing with their own shit. They've got a heavy load to to carry. Totally. I love that you say like load it onto the luggage cart because it's not like you're you're not expecting anybody to, you know, do the hard work for you necessarily, but I feel like it is nice to just like, you know, not have to go through things alone. And good friends are the most important thing. I think they did a study and it was like literally the people that lived the longest and like had the happiest lives. Or they said it was because they had really good friendships. That's always been something in my life that I valued. And we talked about this like a little bit earlier that I can just see your heart and see like you're just a diehard friend. And like I am too. And I feel like it's like so tough when you're so willing to like give and love and like do you find yourself in comparison like I'm such a good friend you know but maybe I don't have people showing up for me I feel I feel like I can fall into that sometimes so it's weird because some days I'm like I'm such a good friend to them and like I just don't get anything in return and then other days I'm like am I being a good enough friend or you know do they do they hate me today which is so stupid because I'm like no they 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 definitely don't. You guys are all adults. Like everyone has busy lives and stuff. But I think it, it's really easy to fall into the pattern of like, I'm such a good friend to them. And like, I just don't get anything in return. I've tried to kind of step out of that mindset because when you have these like really, really, really high expectations for the level that people are going to be able to give you, you're always going to get hurt. And like I just mentioned, we're all kind of dealing with our own shit. So it's hard to ask people to constantly show up for you, especially if you can't even show up for yourself. Um, On the episode that we recorded, we talked about how like, you know, last month it was hard for me to even get out of bed, but I was still had friends in my life that I wanted to show up for and care for because I mean, to some degree, it was almost like a distraction from my own shit. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about all of your problems. Like, let's avoid mine. Like, you know, oh, you're going through a breakup. Cool. Let's just hash it out. Like, let's continue to just talk about the shitty breakup. Like, let's do it and not talk about my shit because your shit's way more fun to talk about. I am the exact same. Like, my friends come to me and then I'm like, wait, they never give me space. And I'm like, no, I don't give myself space. Like own your shit, Kayla, a little bit. Like it's not about them not giving you space. It's that you never open up because you rather like distract yourself with other people's problems. So completely feel you on that one. It's important to ask for space and be like, hey, like, you know, I would really just love to talk to you about this. Like, you know, hop on the phone and be like, hey, like, do you have 20 minutes to talk about this? And I think you have certain friends in your life that you can come to for certain things. You know, I've got a friend who's really good at giving advice and he's like wise beyond his years. I go to him for like all my like grown up problems. My sisters and I always talk about boys. And so it's fun to like, you know, talk about like dating and and stuff with my girlfriends. And then I've got another friend of mine who I go to for all like my career stuff. She's like super good at networking and professional things. And, you know, you have like these different pockets of friends that you can go to for different things. But like, why would I go to you know, my friend that's good at like finances and business to talk about boys. Also, I want to add in there that we also have friends like for just fun, or I have my friends that I go surf with, or I have my friends like that I go party with. And it's like, I'm not going to go to them when I need like emotional support. I think we do certain things where we set ourselves up for failure a little bit. Like, I don't know if you can relate to this, but I feel like I sometimes can set unrealistic expectations on people in my life almost so that, you know, when I get let down, I get to be like, oh, see, I was right. Absolutely. And I think when we have these like crazy expectations for even ourselves sometimes, like it's interesting because I had a recent experience where someone set the bar, they just set the bar and we both knew 
what the deal was in in the relationship or the in the friendship and it ended up being so nice both of our expectations were at the same level no one was like higher than the other and it just was like it was cool what would you say is your biggest piece of advice for making friends in your 20s because that's probably like the number one question that I get asked. I've got a group chat with all kinds of 80-20 listeners. There's all the time they're firing off. How do I meet people? How do I make friends? How do I know if someone is is a true friend? It is like as you get older, it is so hard as we know to like make good friends. And honestly, like a lot of my best friends like are still my friends from high school and university. So like that's tough because I really think it's important to have like somewhere that you meet somebody that you're doing something that's kind of difficult or challenging and then you kind of like bond over like the difficultness and the challengingness of whatever's going on you know whether it's classes or for me it was always through dance I made friends and I think like to take a new class is like a really big thing like you know, I got into pole last year and like that is a big sisterhood, you know, and like obviously pole can be like sexualized, but I've learned pole in a very beautiful, graceful, almost ballet way. And you have to be so strong to do it. And it's so hard. So it's like people that you do it with, like you just have this deeper understanding of how difficult something is. So whether it's like doing a pole class or like a pottery class or a new dance class, a heels class, when you have an activity to build upon, I think that's where true friendship has the ability to blossom. Not saying it's going to happen for sure, but it makes it easier for you to just like feel comfortable meeting new people. So I think like I made, um, when I first dropped out of school, I made a lot of friends through this like hot yoga bar studio that I taught at and I made like a couple really good friends there and I met my best friend right now Sydney like we met as adults and we met at a dance class and trust your intuition like this just goes back to like you almost see somebody and you feel like magnetically pulled to them like you feel like oh shit like I just feel like we're gonna vibe for me that's how I've like made friends on social media like I think I did reach out to you and I would just like not to toot my own horn, but I think I have a very good read on people like energetically before I meet them. And, you know, I really only make an effort with people that I really feel like are worth it. And then like, I don't know if you said this in the podcast, but within like a couple minutes, like, you know, like intuitively, if you're going to get along with somebody, you did say that in this episode. And I think that it's the same when you're making friends, you know, like use your intuition to like, if you are magnetically pulled to somebody, like there is a reason. Either they are a blessing or they are a lesson. And either way, you need them in some karmic way, shape or form. Like you need them to move forward in your journeys. It is harder to make friends when you're older, but you have to be willing to put yourself out there. And you're also going to have to be willing to like, maybe try some people that you're not going to vibe with. I've definitely hung out with some people that afterwards I'm like, okay, I feel drained. And that's how I tell. Do I feel energized after we speak? Do I feel energized after we hang out? Or do I feel drained and exhausted? Also just being open yourself. I think, you know, if you have this like limiting belief, like, um, you know, that you never make friends and you never get along with anyone. Like if that's what you're constantly telling yourself, like that is going to be your life. Like sometimes if I say something over and over and over again, like my therapist is like, and so it is. <laughs> She's like, if you say so, that's what she'll say to me. She'll be like, if you say so, Kayla, like if you say so. 
And that really woke me up to like, what am I saying to myself? What, what narratives am I telling myself about my life? If I just begin to almost tell myself, like, I'm a person that attracts great, amazing friends, like you'll notice that like, as you begin to believe that more, it will become your reality. And it's just about creating that proof and that evidence like we've been talking about with your brain to create that familiarity and that safety. I also think, you know, if you think you're the type of person who has trouble making friends, go a little bit deeper. Like there's something underneath there. Like why is it that something is holding you back from making the connections that you deserve? Because you deserve to have connections and people that you can have fun with and laugh with. Like every single person that is listening right now is so fucking deserving of having connection and having deep friendship because it is one of the most fulfilling things in life. And I ask you to just ask yourself, why do I feel like I'm not deserving of that type of love? Why do I feel like I'm not deserving of that type of friendship and connection? Why do I feel like I can't, but everyone else can have that? For example, like if I were to be doing that question with myself, just to give like a, like a little look-see at like shadow work and like what I do is I do a lot of question and answers. Like ask yourself, why are you the way you are? And why is this happening for you? You can go to the surface level answers. Like there's just nobody around with me that I vibe with. And I'm just in this town that nobody understands me. And like, that's just putting yourself into the effect of your life rather than being in the cause of your life and being like, nah, I am radically responsible for my life. And that's scary, but that's powerful. And I think if you dig deeper underneath that, underneath the surface level, you may see like, well, maybe I'm really scared of being abandoned or maybe I'm really scared of like not being liked by other people. So I just like don't even attract people in my life in the first place. Maybe I, I, I feel more comfortable and, and more safe like on my own in some weird way. I think it's just about like asking yourself the questions that you need to ask and getting real and getting deep with yourself and being like, okay, but why do I actually believe this truth about myself? Maybe there's a reason that you're scared to attract people into your life and Usually it comes from like being scared that you won't be validated in the way that you want or being scared you're going to be abandoned and look for where the fear lies in your life. And that's where you will find deeper truth and deeper meaning. We could go literally on and on all day and there's still like so many topics that I want to talk to you about, but I think we're going to go ahead and wrap today's recording, but I know we're going to record again so, so soon because um, there's so much more that I want to just dive in with you. So Kayla, where can the listeners find you? Where, what corners of the internet do you live in? What corners of the internet do I live in? I love that. I don't think I've ever, I, I don't think I've ever asked that before. I've never, <laughs> I've never put it that way, but, but go ahead, I guess. I, I literally love it. Like I literally <laughs> love it. Definitely skinny dipping the podcast is my main digital home. Uh, my main Instagram and TikTok and YouTube is at KK. Like when you're in the sun, too long and you're like dazed and tired but you're like happy and fulfilled sun dazed kk because i'm kayla rose and you know i post a lot of short form content kind of breaking things down on all my pages and then i actually have a new community that i'm so excited about and it is the soul in progress community the purpose of this is like we all are really just souls in progress even when we feel like we've made it, you know, like our soul's journey is to explore and to experience. And I just wanted a space that I could 
chat with my skinny dipping community kind of away from all the socials and really just make it our own space. So it's like an app that you download on your phone and then you join the community and it's like $5 a month. So I make it really affordable and there's like chat spaces and just like kind of feed spaces to post inspiration. But also on there, I post like my own resources because I'm certified in EFT tapping and breath work. So I go ahead and I post you know, EFT tapping and breath work and meditation videos on there so people can have extra exclusive resources, also extra exclusive podcasts and live workshops. I would love for you, like if you ever have the time one day, we could do like a workshop, like a live one with the community. Like I would love to have you on, like even to just like talk about, we could talk about podcasting even. People are always wondering like, how do I start a podcast? Like how do I get it going? How do I gain traction? And that would be such a cool one to do. So live workshops, exclusive resources, um, chat spaces, accountability groups, like there's everything on there. And eventually it'll lead to me having my own app. But right now, like this like circle community space called Soul in Progress, that'll be like, I'll give it to you so you can put in the show notes. But that is what I've been working on. So skinny dipping, Sundays, KK and Soul in Progress, baby. Those are my corners of the internet. Thank you for asking. Thank you so much, Kayla, for joining me on this episode. If you enjoyed this conversation today, please, please, please be sure to give it a rating and a review. That just helps more people find and listen to the show. If you were listening on your walk or maybe you're listening while you're doing chores or getting your morning coffee or during your workout, please be sure to snap a picture of what you're doing and tag us. Let us know where you were listening from. You can tag me at Lily Rayco and Kayla at Sunday's KK and both of those will be in the show notes. I love you guys so so much. Have a great rest of your week and I will talk to you soon. Bye.